America Chavez isn't so much a character as she is a gimmick that allows Doctor Strange to travel the multiverse and the Scarlet Witch to have a goal. What's up, Story Geeks? Like many of you, I saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness over the weekend. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it, and in today's video, I will be sharing mine. This video will contain spoilers for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm Jay Shear, co-writer of Death of a Bounty Hunter and Time Slingers. Let's talk about MCU's multiverse. The first thing you need to know is that I am a writer and a storyteller, so I'm always going to view stories through that particular lens, which means that I may have some critiques of a film or a story or a TV show, or I may appreciate some things that other people just don't care about, right? So I might critique some things that you don't care about. I might love some things that you don't care about. That's just because, you know, I spend a lot of time writing and telling stories and therefore that skews my view of things just a little bit. Secondly, uh, don't let my opinion sway you. If you love the film, keep loving the film. If you hated the film, keep hating the film. These are just my thoughts. And I think I want to start by saying that I loved the first Doctor Strange film. I thought that the first Doctor Strange film was great. I loved what Scott Derrickson, the director of that film, was up to and how he introduced Doctor Strange to the MCU. It was a far deeper film than I expected to get from Marvel at the time. And I just really enjoy a lot of Scott Derrickson's instincts as a filmmaker, which means I was pleasantly surprised by the original film, thought it was great. After Scott Derrickson dropped off the second film, I was a little bit worried because I liked what he brought to the table. So I'm thinking, why are we going to take this in a different direction? We did end up getting Sam Raimi, and I've never personally been a huge Sam Raimi fan. I haven't seen a lot of his films, but um, he has a very distinct way of making films, I think you'd say. Um, his Spider-Man films are iconic in the industry because they helped bring about the films that we're seeing today. But I do think that I had different expectations for Doctor Strange because of my appreciation for Derrickson's film, and that may have made my expectations maybe a little bit too high for what Doctor Strange could bring to this film, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I will say a couple things that I liked. I love that it's a wild ride with plenty of action. That's really fun. The film only has a few moments where the pace lets up, and so if you like action and adventure, then you probably really dug this film. Wanda Maximoff and Elizabeth Olsen, who plays her, both pick up right where WandaVision left off, meaning that Olsen delivers a fantastic performance and Wanda is excellent in this film. She truly embraces the Scarlet Witch persona and that works given where WandaVision left off with that character. And then Raimi adds some horror elements that we've really never seen before from an MCU film and those seem to work pretty well here. They're not Scott Derrickson-esque horror moments, I should add. Uh, most of them feel more like music video horror than tension-filled, suspense-laden cinematic horror. But they still work, and they make the film a little bit more fun, which is cool. There's lots of action, fun horror, and a fantastic continuation of Wanda Maximoff's story. So those things are all fantastic. And if you like this film, you probably loved all of those things, and you should have because they were great. But let me get into a little bit of why the film doesn't make it into the upper echelon of MCU films for me. The first act, the setup, 
gives us the essential plot line. Doctor Strange has to prevent demons from capturing America Chavez. Why? Because America can travel between universes. She can travel across the multiverse. And the person controlling the demons wants to do that. They want that power. So in Act 1, we get another big reveal. <laughs> it's Wanda Maximoff who's controlling the demons. And Wanda, now claiming the Scarlet Witch title is the one who wants to kill America Chavez in order to take her power and be able to travel the multiverse. Why does she want to do that? Because she wants to go to a universe where her sons are still alive so that she can be with them. Now, in concept, this setup works really well for me, actually. Wanda being a villain is fantastic, but there were two things about the execution of the setup that I found odd and it skewed my perspective of a large part of the film. So let me get into those. One, it feels like America Chavez will play a more important role than she does in this story as a central character. That part's important, as a central character. But she's really not a central character, and I'll get into that in a minute. The other one, the second thing that I didn't thought was odd about the setup is that the reveal that Wanda has the Darkhold and is now claiming to be the Scarlet Witch fell a little bit flat to me. I mean, essentially, Doctor Strange thinks to himself, we need to find someone who can protect America from the demons, and then he goes directly to Wanda and tells, by the way, he tells her she did nothing wrong, or he at least understands why she did what she did, and then Wanda turns around and is like, oh yeah, you think that was bad? Well, hold my beer because I'm about to kill America. <laughs> it's a very odd thing. He goes straight to her, she turns right back around and says, by the way, I'm the villain. Uh, which was just surprising. It all seemed a little bit too, in writing and in storytelling, there's one thing that we talk about that it can be an issue to have lots of coincidences. Now, what does that mean? A coincidence is something that happens for no reason. So, for example, uh, now, for example, there are ways to include coincidences that make a little bit more sense. So, so one thing might be a coincidence, an example of a coincidence might be a natural disaster occurring in the middle of a scene, right? That like totally changes how everything goes. Um, now there are ways around that. You can, for example, Jurassic Park says there's a big storm coming. We got to do these things before the storm hits. So it makes it feel a little bit less coincidental, right? Because we know the storm is coming. The storm is a big, um, has a big role to play in this. Uh, in this case, it just felt more coincidental because nothing was foreshadowed. You would have had to have watched WandaVision and you would have had to anticipate that Wanda would have been in this place, which you could you could get there, but this film doesn't get you there. You'd have to watch the other series probably. And even then, I don't think I expected Wanda to turn around and be like, I have the dark hole and I'm going to do bad stuff. Now, obviously, that's a way it could have turned out, but a few scenes here setting that up a little better I thought would have worked a little bit more smoothly. I did enjoy the battle at Camertage. Lots of fun, cool action there. Some horror moments, which give us kind of a bit of a feel for how powerful Wanda has become with the Darkhold. That's cool. Um, and I do love, love, it was great, the one and only sequence where America and Strange are sliding through all the universes one after another. And there's all this... There's a lot of creativity in that scene. A lot of that we got in the trailer already, so it wasn't anything brilliantly new to us had we seen the trailer, but it was still a really cool scene. That does, though, bring me to my complaint about how America's character is used here. If you've read the comics, if you've watched the X-Men TV show, if you've watched the X-Men movies from the early 2000s, 
we've seen so many excellent examples of X-Men, mutants, who, when we meet them, they don't know how to use their power. It's kind of a coming-of-age thing of mutants of, like, how do I use my power? You know, a lot of them, you know, seem to go through puberty, and they're like, oh, man, I have all these powers. What, what happened? And there's a lot of great stories about how a lot of them became orphans because they couldn't control their power or they had to leave their families because they couldn't control their power. They had to go to Professor X's school for the gifted. And there's a lot of really cool, compelling stories about people learning how to harness their power for good. But America's story really isn't that. America Chavez isn't so much a character as she is a gimmick that allows Doctor Strange to travel the multiverse and the Scarlet Witch to have a goal. So that concept doesn't even technically need a person. That could be an object. America Chavez in this film is more like the DeLorean in Back to the Future than she is like a fully fleshed out character. And I'll give a few examples of like what I mean by that. Um, first of all, her backstory is very short, seen in a, seen in sort of a weird way where we interrupt the flow of action just to just to showcase a scene of memories. Now, there's a lot going on in that scene that would be really interesting and fascinating to see in her character development. Uh, she seems to get along with her two moms. How was what was their life like? Um, all of a sudden, she opens the portal, but. What happened before that? Did she know she had powers before that? Was that the first time she used her powers? Did she try to go find her moms? Like, those are a lot of interesting stuff to cover there. But we don't get really any of that. Maybe it's on the cutting room floor somewhere. There's a bunch of stuff that's filmed. But again, America then just feels like she's a gimmick. So much so that in the end of the film, she doesn't actually develop the ability to control her power. So much as she just realizes that she has the ability to control her power because her entire character development is Doctor Strange just saying to her, you've been able to control this power the entire time. So just do it. And then she does it. So I feel like they cheated America Chavez out of a bigger, wider story that would have been probably pretty compelling had we been able to see it. So this film isn't about... America Chavez. In fact, it's not even really about Doctor Strange all that much. This film is really about Wanda Maximoff, and it's technically a Scarlet Witch movie. And I think if it had been more of that, I would have been much more positive about this film. So I'll get into that a little bit later. Now, some have claimed that the movie starts to slow down in the second act, and I do think that that's true. I think John Campia said he kind of didn't like the second act as much. It does slow down a little bit. I did mention earlier on that this is a very fast-paced, action-oriented movie. It does The action does slow down a little bit in Act 2. Um, but that does Act 2 also brings us the big cameos. So I did love seeing Captain Carter, Reed Richards, Professor X. And I will say that although the second season of Agent Carter wasn't very good, I loved the first season. It's probably one of my favorite things that we've seen in the MCU, honestly. At least it's in my top ten. And Haley Atwell in that role is fantastic, and I really hope they do a Captain Carter series on Disney+, Plus, or we get a Captain Carter movie. I think that that would be really, really, really great. Now, all those cameos that we just talked about, and I didn't mention Captain Marvel, but she's one too, and, and Black Bolt, or, yeah, Black Bolt, I believe is his name. Correct me if I'm wrong down in the, in the comments. I'm not super familiar with the Inhumans. Um, although I did look it up, that actor is the same actor who was in the Inhumans 
TV show. So that was kind of interesting. But anyways, the, all those people end up dying <laughs> because their super-powered Wanda shows up and just destroys all of them. Um, and that actually was pretty satisfying. That whole sequence was pretty satisfying. The way that she goes about killing each of these very, very powerful people uh, was really good. And I did like to read Richard's cameo. thought that was really great, too. Act 3 then goes on to give us some crazy demons. Doctor Strange uses a zombie. And Wanda Maximoff realizing that she really doesn't want to scare her sons and murder another variant of herself after all. She's going to go ahead and back off of that. Now, let me explain um, why this movie was just okay to me. I'll give you an actual numerical rating at the end of this review. But let me just explain why this movie was just okay to me. If this had been pitched as a Scarlet Witch film, it would have made so many things fall into place in a way that would have made the story deeper and more meaningful, at least to me. We could have had a scene where a variant of Vision confronted Wanda. We could have had Professor X train America Chavez and how to control her power. And even seeing Jean Grey helping America would have been pretty awesome. Of course, we didn't get any of those things because we also had Doctor Strange and... I mean, the story is really about Wanda, but it, would, it wasn't called anything about Wanda. It wasn't called the Scarlet Witch. And in the end, instead of focusing a little bit more on Wanda and her journey, which is really compelling in this film, we do get more moments with Doctor Strange in America that feel like they're not actually developing those two characters. I mean, in the end, Doctor Strange ends up doing two things. He tells America that she already knows how to do her powers. He, he does that so that she can then control her powers. So, I mean, that's a thing he does, but it's just telling her a phrase. And then he also tells her to America to let Wanda visit her sons. So, in other words, it feels like we go through a lot of things that don't necessarily develop the character of Doctor Strange, that don't necessarily develop the character of America Chavez. And I almost kind of wonder, like, what if in the first 40 minutes of this movie, Doctor Strange had just said, hey, America, why don't you just go let... <laughs> why don't you just go let Wanda visit her sons? And then she'll just realize... She'll just realize that this is a bad idea to begin with. Instead, we get all of these multiverse things and we get a lot of fluff if you will without changing much of the core story in the end at least in my opinion after seeing it just one time so is dr strange in the multiverse of madness a bad movie no no but to me it also has a lot more potential than it where it could have been a great movie and i think if it had been a scarlet witch movie it would have been fantastic if we, because we would have clarified a few things a little better. This story is really, really about saying, despite our trauma, we can't live into becoming the Scarlet Witch and taking over the Darkhold. Like we have to deal with our trauma instead of trying to take from other people to basically satiate our trauma for a time, right? And Wanda has to learn that. But we called it a Doctor Strange film. It was supposed to be this multiverse of madness. It's not a lot of madness. And it's not a lot of multiverse. We go through several universes. There's some crazy things, I guess, in those universes. But it doesn't really feel like it even lives up to its title to a degree, at least in my opinion. Especially when you're getting you know, notifications that these could be like even bigger and bolder cameos. But we saw some of the cameos in the trailers. That was probably a miss. I think Kevin Feige seemed like he was pretty upset about that. The way that John Campia and his crew reported on that was really good you should go listen to that how he kind of 
indicated at either the premiere or or one of the other events he was at that he didn't love the promotion of this film. And I kind of understand that based on what we got in the film. So to me, this could have been a Wanda Maximoff film, could have been amazing as a Scarlet Witch film, but it doesn't feel like a Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness film. In fact, that title to me describes more like Doctor Strange hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy and gallivanting across the multiverse and having the contrast of them being sort of irresponsible and him being sort of very responsible could have made a fantastic film too. Not this film. That would have been a different villain, different plot, different everything. But instead we get the film we get, which feels like it should have been a Scarlet Witch film, which feels like it really does belong coming right after WandaVision. And in that particular dimension of things, I would like to see some some different interactions between some of those characters. But those are my thoughts on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'd probably give it a 4.5 out of 10, so a little bit below my medium range. Like, medium range is 5, right? Anything above 5 is good. Anything below 5 is maybe not as good. So a 4.5 just says, like, eh, I don't know that I would say it's good. It's just really kind of okay. Let me know what you thought in the comments down below. I know some people love this film. Some people hate this film. Let me know why you loved it. Let me know why you hated it. Just comment down below and give me the reason why. That's what I'm more interested in hearing from you. A quick update to our regularly scheduled programming. I've been doing two shows a week on Tuesday and Thursday, but as of May 11th, that's this week as of the recording of this and the release of this, I'm only going to be doing one weekly show, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just that one show at 10, uh, 10, p.m., 10 a.m. PT, 1 p.m. ET. And I'll still be doing short impromptu videos like this one probably multiple times a week, but only one big show. Doing two big shows was just getting to be way more work than I was able to pull off. So just know, one big show a week, one big podcast a week. Be sure to check that out. This Wednesday, I will be going live here on YouTube, so check it out Wednesday. Be sure to subscribe to the Story Geeks YouTube channel or subscribe to the audio version on your preferred podcast provider. That way you don't miss any of my episodes or any of these smaller videos that I start to release. Thanks for watching, and I will see you on the next show.